everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Art Things Considered, where we consider art. My name is Matthew Slaza. I'm Isabella Pico. And I'm Sabrina Braga. And we've got some great stuff for you this week. Uh, unfortunately, our dear Nico, near and dear to our hearts, uh, could not be here today. Uh, we're hoping he's okay. <laughs> Fingers crossed. He's probably fine. Uh, he probably just has finals or something, but currently he is too under the weather to be here. Uh, but we got plenty of other good things for you. Of course, we start off every week with the Broadway beat. So, Isabella, beat me up. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Smooth transition there. But uh, yeah, so good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Hairspray Live, this is a big thing I want to talk about. Make it quick. It is airing next week, December 7th at 8, 7 central on NBC. <laughs> so uh, there's that. A uh, couple of cool little Easter eggs that are going to be throughout the set. I wanted to list off some of them. There was on Playbill, I think there was about eight that they had listed, but some of them weren't really relevant. So I just picked the ones that I feel would stand out most for anyone who knows any background about the show or any other versions of the show that they have seen. <laughs> so there's one store on the set called O'Donnell's Gems, and this is named after the original book writer of Hairspray. Um, then there's another place called Bud's Duds, and this is the real, this is the, this is based off the real show that the Corny Collins was based, the Corny Collins show was based oh. off of, um, which was called Buddy Dean Show. So I, mm. I, Never realized this, but I guess Hairspray is based off a true story. Would I you just look at that. Yeah, yeah I, I just didn't, I didn't. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I thought it was just you know, like a really successful you Broadway show. Yeah, that's that. what I thought so too. I didn't know. I didn't know that it was. Yeah, it sounds like it's like reinterpreted. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like inspired by. You know inspired how like some movies are movies yeah, are based yeah. on and some yeah. are inspired by. This one's definitely more of an inspired by. Okay. Well, I didn't know that, and I thought that was a cool little tidbit of information. Uh, another building is Water Plumbing, and this is based off of John Water, who was the writer and director of the original Hairspray film. And then one more. Oh, well, that was it. That was the three buildings. But if you, if anyone has seen any of the teaser trailers, uh, one of the ones, I know they performed You Can't Stop the Beat at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Did not get a chance to see it, but I am going to try to look it up and watch it. But in one of the teasers for the show um, is Jennifer Hudson's a little bit of her cover of I Know Where I've Been, and mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. I really, really did, but uh, I, I just really love Queen Latifah yeah. in her role in the movie with Zac Efron and the rest of them, and so I was comparing it to her, which I feel You're like I was- never supposed to do that. Uh, I, was, I was cheating myself. I felt I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, oh, I'm not Queen Latifah. I can't, I can't say that. I can't say <laughs> that, you know? But no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, because I, I actually saw a lot more trailers for it over Thanksgiving break, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> when we were when we were watching yeah, TV, they were definitely like promoing that. Yeah, yeah, they were, especially during the parade. I caught like the last half of it, and yeah. um, they were definitely like hyping it up and mm -hmm. everything. So I, I mean, like, wouldn't okay. you though? I mean, it's like the holidays happening. Well, this yeah, week. yeah, of and course. Like, okay, uh, yeah. Thanksgiving's over. Here we go. And and, like, and like a lot of people watched the the parade for performances and stuff. Exactly. So it makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, my mom always watches it, <laughs> always, because she wakes up so early anyway to like put the turkey in the oven or yeah. whatever so i actually well, it was thanksgiving night and I, we were sitting there eating dinner and I just stopped and i go oh my god we didn't watch the parade today <laughs> i was like that was the one thing i wanted to do today and i didn't do it because i wanted to watch all the performances yeah for so sure i'm gonna have to go back and see i all watched them. some of them the, the uh, waitress one made me cry <gasps> no yeah, it was so wonderfully done. Uh, and I had so many memories from going to see it in New mm -hmm. York. And like, 
I don't know. I was in an emotional state anyway because it's like Thanksgiving and family and no, like yeah. stress of finals and this semester. And <laughs> it was the 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 straw yeah. <laughs> that broke the camel's it, back it broke for that you. Camel's which back, I gotta tell did you. they do opening up? Which one did they? Yeah, do? Yeah, they did like a kind of interesting combination of opening up and like towards the end and stuff. It was interesting. It was kind of like a combo of a couple songs. Okay. It was ba- it was mostly opening up. But it was like a condensed version with like a little hint at the ending. In a way, and they had the little girl run out, and it was awesome. Oh, 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 oh God, I'm gonna cry. Okay, anyways, um, next topic. Uh, since we actually are talking about, actually, I want to watch this performance now, but I haven't seen it. In the Heights was in the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade, um, a couple mm. years back when it was, you know, I'm sure in for- the Heights, yeah. exactly. So but that was not a couple years. That was a long. Time yeah, it was. Like, oh my God, yeah, wait, because. Like Lynn's been oh god, like seven years ago, give or take now. Oh my god, no, it was was 2009. I want to say, yeah, so that's seven years ago, seven years ago. Wow, okay, so not might have even been 2010. I don't remember, but I gotta tell you, he did do that, yeah, when he first started thinking about Hamilton. Mm -hmm. So, um, but since that's gonna be the next topic, uh, since that's an amazing transition, yes, uh, Lynn has mentioned that they're gonna be. They're looking into doing a movie for Hamilton, and as of right now, well, I believe what he said was, but okay, so he said that both planned movie versions of In the Heights and Hamilton are in the works. Um, he said that right now for In the Heights, uh, that West Weinstein Company, the Weinstein, Weinstein <laughs> the one and only Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> Weinstein yeah. Company. I can't believe you messed that up. It's like, okay. I would if it was some Broadway thing, I'd be like Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay, okay. well. They have the rights for uh, the for In the Heights, and um, John Chu is going to direct it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, Lynn just said balls in their court right now. You know, when they want to do it, they can do it. I'm sure he's going to help them with whatever they want to do. But he said for right now, for Hamilton, um, this is what he said. Uh, I think it's a way off, and uh, only because I'm being selfish as a playwright. I want as many people to see the show in its musical theater form as possible before it's translated. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know why they would do a movie now when it's like still no, selling out for I years. still so fresh. Yeah. You know? No, I, I honestly, they need to wait till when people can start affording to go to see yeah. bra- the Broadway or after the tour. And, yeah. And, and all yeah, that I, stuff. I feel like once the, the touring cast goes through the first round is when they'll start working on the movie. Yeah. He actually said um, what he's hoping, you know, where that he wants the show to be by the time it's uh, going to be a new movie. He said, I want, to uh, so I want to wait for more people to be able to see the show and right now you can only see it in two places New York Chicago but by the end of the next year you'll be able to see it in four places yeah I so, think they're gonna do Atlanta a, a, in, right Atlanta mm-hmm. and then LA I think yeah if I remember correctly. so I think that'd be LA Atlanta would be great yeah <laughs> right around the corner guys I would yeah. drive to Atlanta oh, do to it. see that show it, do, it does not take us long it's to get like five hours. It's five yeah. hours from here. Yeah, yeah. it's not in bad like at all. Five hours and like half of a paycheck. Like, come on, that's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, also wanted to throw out that he is eligible to be nominated for an Oscar with his original scores <gasps> oh my from gosh, Moana. You're right. So he's gonna EGOT. He's gonna yeah. be an EGOT. Yeah, exactly. It's almost guaranteed with how mm-hmm. popular that song he co-wrote was. Yeah, for Moana. Yeah, for Moana. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard it yet. Two or three of the songs he it's was on. It's the one that's in the in the he, trailer, he right? Wrote, okay. He wrote "You're Welcome," 
which oh is huge gosh. right now. Yeah. And then he sang in the one in the trailer that was like, in my uh, opinion, one of the best songs they've ever had. My friend Rose. So who, it wouldn't be shocking. Friend Rose, who loves Hamilton, said she saw Moana, and I was like, yeah, he sings in the songs, right? She said that every time she could hear his voice in one of the songs, she almost like got up and started cheering, but she was like, I had to contain myself. <laughs> but amazing. you don't want to be that great. person <laughs> yeah. in the theater. Um, I don't. I don't remember what it was, but there was like something better than an ego. Like there was a, an award I forgot about that he's already won. Where the Oscar would like make him not only an egot but like a sh- a sea god or something. I don't remember. Oh, what it was. a sea god. Real, but, real like, quick for the people who don't know who an egot is. It's yeah. an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And there's so few people who have it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's only a handful. There's, even I, yeah, it's not many. And honestly, he'd be. He's interestingly enough in one, and it's not category. super famous people who have them either. Not, like not one person famous. who has it is was she was like. She was a supporting actress in, um, what is it, um, West Side Story. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then she also was on Broadway, and then she put out an album. <laughs> and, like, like it, it was just a very low-key person that not a lot of people would assume. That's kind of cool. Would EGOT. Yeah, because you have to... I mean, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's very hard. What's mm-hmm. um totally blanking right now, but it's kind of like for the equivalent for horse racing when you win um the Belmont oh the triple triple crown. crown. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky Belmont Stakes and the third one that is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, well, there are some famous people who've egotted. We got Richard Rogers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Okay, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, Audrey Hamlish. Hepburn. I could see it. I yeah. could see it. Yeah. With what? One of her songs she sang. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was on Broadway. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was on Broadway. She, she was, was in My Fair Lady. Way. She yeah. was in. Oh, you're actress. right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Fair Lady. There, I mean, there are some people who don't, who are less like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Oh, I love Audrey Hepburn. But yeah. Robert Lopez, who's like a, a, a lot of them are more uh, music people, which makes yeah, sense because mm-hmm. they that makes music, sense. They'd have a song in every one of those categories. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Lynn so they could win slides it. right in there with them. So. Which is super yeah. easy mm-hmm. for him because he's an amazing musician. It does help to be super adaptable like as a musician you can oh write for God, a lot of different yeah. forms so it's a little well, easier adele is very close to egotting she has an oscar she obviously has a grammy how did she win an oscar for the song for um skyfall yeah right, yeah that's what it was yeah oh shoot. i mean whatever man <laughs> <laughs> hey adele want to make your way over to broadway like i don't think she'll ever be able to no, act in a broadway not. show she's not good enough oh no i don't think so definitely not no no offense to her but she could maybe have a show written on some of her songs a one man show one woman show thank you very much but, well speaking of shows i actually uh, this i'm not sure when this came out but I was looking over this list today, and it's just a quick little list about some of the upcoming Broadway shows. So, obviously, you cannot take the entire list. That would be way too many. But what I've got the categories, I've got, for the first one, it's announced for the 2016-2017 season. So, what's currently in previews, I just picked a couple, uh, A Bronx Tale. Uh, I know we had talked about that hmm, maybe in the spring or earlier this fall. I don't remember, but just for a quick in a recap, uh, Robert De Niro is helping direct it along with Jerry Zaks. And guess who's helping with the music? My man, Alan Menken. I love him. I love Alan Menken. Yeah. He does so many, though. Uh, it's he's, not even... he's just he's just fantastic. He can do whatever he wants. Pretty so um, the first preview for it came out November 3rd, and it's going to be opening on December 1st. So that's to what day of the Thursday. month? Thursday. Thursday, yeah, Thursday. So that'll be cool. 
Um, let's see what else. So obviously, you know, Bronx Tale, the movie, you guys will know what it's about. Mm -hmm. So some other upcoming ones, uh, Sunset Boulevard. Uh, this one, do you know what? Oh, oh. I know like the movie Sunset Boulevard. Okay. I, yeah. Wait, let's see. I think it's, yeah. Movie about a faded Hollywood silent film goddess who tries to make one last comeback. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah. Is it good? I love it. Okay. I, I love those kind of. Like I love all about Eve. I love Sunset Boulevard. Okay. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, that one. Sunset Boulevard's a really good show. Yeah, that one stuck out for me because my boy Andrew <laughs> Lloyd Webber's helping with the music. Well, so. it's a revival, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. It, right. Yeah. Of course, it's a revival. Yeah, so. yeah. But that one, the preview is February second for that one, and then it's going to be opening on February 9th. And okay, I want to talk about this one real quick because have any of you guys ever read M Butterfly? No. no. Okay, I had to read it last semester for um, theater, and I was just cracking up because I read it. I thought it was a very interesting play. I actually really enjoyed reading it. I was able to sit down, do it all in one thing. For background for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's uh, about a French diplomat who carries on an affair with a beautiful Chinese opera singer um, who he believes to be a woman, but turns out to be a man. Mm-hmm. So kind of the whole point of the show, like near the end, is when it kind of the big reveal happens and he's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a man. He's like, you knew the whole time, you know, don't try to kid yourself, this and that, yada, yada, yada. But sitting there reading that, it was just very odd because you're like, oh, what like if you don't know what's coming right and it also has to deal a lot with the fact that during that time period Chinese women and women in general had this very you know the outlook on them that they had to be submissive and men were more dominant and this and that and it touches over a lot of that on this show so it's kind of funny because my Asian friend who was a girl, had just had to read the play this semester for her theater class. And she was sitting there. She goes, I was so offended the entire time no. reading the play. She was like, I'm Asian and I'm a woman. <laughs> like She was like, I do not like this play. But I thought that was kind of funny because I have a personal thing with it. But mm-hmm. that one previewing late February and it's going to be opening up in the spring. Um, some other quick ones, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that's coming, mm-hmm, March. Not surprising. Yeah, no, they've been talking about this one for, for, oh, for really? a while, but I don't think we've mentioned it, so you no, wouldn't know. I wouldn't yeah, no, know. I don't keep year. up with, uh, yeah. That's, that's, I would see that, though. Yeah, it's next I mean, year. same thing with Anastasia, we've been talking about that for a while. Mm-hmm. Anastasia? Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. out. That's one's gonna be cool. You don't know, I'm gonna tell you this real quick, because I actually mentioned this to a friend, but they're taking, um, instead of Rasputin, they're using a, uh, Russian government official instead. So it's gonna be more history like a little bit more based off. okay it's not gonna Historical. be like this yeah like Mm-mm. like actual sorcerer nah, guy nah, nah, nah. okay nothing like that but um announced for the 2017 2018 frozen we knew that one was coming and then some that are in the works um i pulled these because i these are just like titles that really <laughs> stick out so we've got 13 going on 30 yeah 17 again um, Camp David. I don't. You um, do you know what it is? It's about the Camp David Accords. Mm-hmm. Okay. History. Yeah, 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 with uh, Jimmy Carter and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Chasing Rainbows. This one's kind of cool. It's about Judy Garland and and Aww. how it's about like how from like a little small town to how she got to the Wizard of Oz. So I think that's gonna be cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the Chair Show. I saw that and I was like, no. The Chair Show. Yeah. The Chair Show. I'm like, oh, I was like, yes. oh, I thought you said chair. Yeah, that's why I corrected her. Oh, Jake. Wow, I'm really sorry, guys. You guys. No, no it's I'm okay. horrible with pronunciations. I can't. It's not okay. It's it's really not though, Matt. Like, call me out. It's fine. <laughs> I did. That's yeah. Really um, no, I mean, to be fair, just a quick disclaimer. Most of these have been in the works. 
question mark or quotation marks for quite some time. Oh yeah. Uh, particularly like Gypsy's been talking about being revived for like the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escape to Margaritaville's been in like production hell for forever. Roman Holiday, Sherlock Holmes, same thing. Sting in the Holiday. Rain's been talked yeah. about. For a long time, although I think that's finally going to happen. SpongeBob the musical—it's a little too late. SpongeBob. Um, yeah, I don't know why they're trying that now. Uh, but. Moulin Rouge—I've been waiting for that <gasps> to actually. Mm, do that's great. Quite some time. Mean Girls, Magic uh, Mike. I think Mean Girls will happen on the uh, what is it? Fifteenth anniversary? It's coming up. Or it's something? coming. I just read another article the other day that's saying that they were doing like a lab for it and stuff. So oh, I yeah. definitely mm-hmm. see that. And yeah. yeah, so I mean, those are just. In, King in the Kong fire. was another one that was on the oh list, and I don't know how that's gonna work out. I mean, <laughs> I, think, my, my... I don't think that'd be a musical. That'd be like a play. Oh, definitely. I mean, no, you like would a sing a song, sing a song about the large gorilla that King attacks your Kong city. King Kong is You let him <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Don't punch him but, in the face. Yeah. That's so that one will be cool. But <laughs> you and, guys can keep that one. Yeah. There you it's go. Free. Uh, if you want to use that, you have to contact Matt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sure. there we go. So that was all it is for Broadway Beat. Uh, very simple. I'm beat up. Yeah. Beat up, but not beat enough to do <laughs> Not too beat to get to local theater. Exactly. Uh, okay, so yeah, we covered all, all of the shows for the most part uh, before we left, just to make sure you guys had them uh, <laughs> for when you get back and, and for over uh, Thanksgiving break. Uh, but there's a lot of shows playing right now, guys. It's the holidays. And what are the holidays for, if not, you know, to go see a show and uh, enjoy time with your family? So, of course, we've got a bunch of shows for you. We already talked about all of them. I'll run through them real fast. The Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged will, uh, is playing at the Hippodrome Theater and will be through December 18th. Uh, again, it's kind of in the Shakespeare Abridged style. Three people have to perform a bunch of uh, a Christmas variety show, so a bunch of Christmas stories. And it looks kind of interesting. It's supposed to be a hilarious comedy. I'm down for that. I mean, anything that could be close to as funny as Shakespeare Abridged has got my, uh, my money's worth. I saw the Shakespeare Abridge put on by Florida Players last year. And that was just absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to those guys. But Yeah, and it, anything that comes out of the hip is always good. Generally, yeah. yeah. And especially holiday related, it's usually fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like cheerful, you know, and, and comedy's perfect because that's what I want to do. I just want to laugh at this yeah. point. Uh, so, <laughs> laugh through the finals. I need laugh hope. Laugh through the papers. <laughs> I need uh, I need some cheer. Yeah. Um, the hip's also doing their yearly adaptation of the Christmas Carol. Hey. Uh, a Christmas Carol. So that's playing through December 22nd, you know, playing right up to the holiday. So if you don't want to see a comedy, you're looking for more of a serious holiday, still a little bit fun, but, you know, just more of a traditional show, uh, stop by the hip to see that. Again, it's running through December 22nd, and you can always look for tickets at thehip.org. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, the next uh, show, you guys said you guys want to see this, right? GCP is doing a production of Little Women. Yeah. Yeah, Little Women. Always good. good. uh, Also open the day after Thanksgiving. It's going to be running through the... 18th so if you want nice. to check that show out gc playhouse i wonder uh, how long it's gonna be yeah <laughs> the show yeah because the little women movie is kind so of long. long yeah i'm curious it didn't give me a runtime. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but uh <laughs> interesting uh, it gets a little nervous okay i mean clear I plans it's a musical night. it's gonna be two acts <laughs> oh wow really? that's usually how that works uh that, they're always two two act right at the, I am going to go ahead and um, assume I remember that from theater because I could have oh, sworn. Oh, no. I was saying, wow, about it being a musical. Yeah. yeah no, we already no, talked oh, about oh. that last week. Oh, okay. I forgot. I, I said it was a musical adaptation too. of the book. And you guys were like, oh, it's interesting. Music. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. You well, guys had the exact same reaction. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Sorry, but, well, wait, no, wait a minute. It wasn't last week. It was the week before. It was, it was a while ago. You're yeah, right. Last show, yeah, I should say. Give us a little wiggle room. I'll give you no credit. But okay. yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> 
Uh, again, uh, gcplayhouse.org, uh, I think, .com. Try both. <laughs> Check it out. I always just type in GC and then maybe a P, and then it pops up in my uh, recently visited. You can also Google Gainesville Community Playhouse. Um, but yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. It's a classic show. It's not always put on, so why not, right? That's where you that, that like that's where you can find those shows. Yeah, those which like is nice. done kind of classic, but not often put up shows mm-hmm. is at your local community playhouse. So you know, give them some love. Go see Little Women. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and this weekend, if you're looking for something to see this weekend, Florida Players is putting on their new works festival. It's where they have uh, original pieces from the people in the Florida Players put on. Uh, it's super cool. They have two programs this year, Program A and Program B. Um, and one is, is is the one acts, which is, I believe, Program A, and then Program B is like the full length. Um, but those are going to be Friday, December 2nd, this Friday. A. Through uh, <laughs> through Sunday, December 4th. I was looking for you guys to cheer for me. No, That's sorry. all I wanted. <laughs> now the audience is going to be like, That's a weird pause, man. Was there supposed to be an applause sound effect played? Yes, Yay! there was. Uh, Friday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. for Program A. Saturday has the 3 p.m. matinee and the 8 p.m. Sh- uh, midnight show. And then uh, Sunday is going to have the 3 p.m. matinee. So Program A includes Stormy Weathers, written by Michael Ortiz. The Ooh. Pink Umbrella Club, written by Hannah Ginsberg Dees. Uh, that's an interesting name. Uh, Borrowed and New, written by Corey Kennedy. And the little light of Mi- This Little Light of Mine, written by Andrew Quimby. Proceeds uh, to start singing the song. Andrew Quimby. <laughs> yeah. He wrote the full length last year. Okay, cool. Thank God for AIDS. He's, well, he's, yeah. he's a friend of mine, but he's, he's amazing. Yeah, I uh, know him. He's a brilliant writer, and I can't wait to see his show. Uh, Michael Ortiz as well. Uh, super great. They're all great. Not to, <laughs> not to make anyone feel bad or anything, because uh, I'm sure they're all going to be amazing. And then program B is the binding of uh, Fenrir. Maybe like Fenrir from Harry Potter? <laughs> Fenra Gray back. No, I don't know. Um, what? Harry Potter. Like, that's what I thought of. And I was like, oh, that can't be. Your name in fire. I mean, it can't be. <laughs> that is a throwback, man. Um, the, I just love, sorry, going off track for a second. Like, that's the one meme is like the one thing every Harry Potter <laughs> fan can disagree. Like, it never is happy about. <laughs> just like that one scene in the movie. So true, though. Uh, um, but yeah, so The Binding of Fenrir, uh, written by Devin uh, Weinberg, and Sins of the Father, written by Bobby Buck. And these are all original pieces by people from the Florida Players. And if anything, go to support them. You know, original art is really hard to to get put up. And so it's always good to see a new works festival. Um, but also, you know, it, it's you know it's not too long. It's a bunch of pieces. You can see a bunch of art at the same time. And it's free, guys. I don't know how I, what, like, how I have to stress it out. But it's free. Go see a show. It's free. Bunch of shows free. Is it free? Free. Always free. Yeah. Thank you for saying that sarcastically, but free. (laughs) Always free. This weekend, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. Bunch of chances to go see things. Uh, You can always look up Florida Players on Facebook if you want more information, but you can also go to their website, floridaplayers.org, but at their website, floridaplayers.org, you can reserve your free tickets. So please, please go see the Norworks Festival for the Florida Players. And that's going to wrap up my local theater segment. <laughs> Get excited. Yeah. I wonder what's next. Well, I've been waiting to talk about this for a long time, <laughs> but my TV topic of the week is we actually the Gilmore Girls revival. Now, I have a lot to say, so I'm just going to give a warning. 
that there will be spoilers in my analysis Major. of it. Multiple warnings of this spoilers. Like, there will be spoilers. Big, capitalized, red, spoilers. bold words. We're yes. going to spoil <laughs> some stuff, guys. So if you haven't seen this, stop listening or fast forward to the next <laughs> segment. Seriously, like, if you don't want spoilers, don't yell at us. Yeah. For not giving you some tags. We just tagged it like seven times. Yes. Yeah. We put the security device on When we put this it. up on our page, like we're going to say spoilers included. So please, like we don't want any comments like, you ruined it for me. Or whatever. <laughs> like in that shrill voice. I'm letting you know right now, I will spoil it to the end. Yeah. <laughs> so we now. She's, but also she like, go watch it, say. man. Like, But yeah, go watch it. Anyway, so. Feel free to pause it, watch all four episodes at the same time. And, and then, then, and then, come, back. <laughs> then come back. So we'll see you next year. Four they're hours so, later. They're so long. Um, it's only like four, five, five, six hours? It's I would six, say it's six one and a half hours. Hours yeah. per. Yeah. All right. You can do so, that in a day. I watched all of Stranger Things in a day. You can do it. <laughs> you, I mean, Matt you believes in you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. So right. spoilers tagged. So, let's talk. Let's do it. So Gilmore Girls. A lot of people have been waiting a long time for this. Gilmore Girls, if you don't know or you just really don't care about listening to the spoilers, even if you haven't seen the show, it was a show that was on from 2000 to 2007. Um, I watched it on TV and then last year Netflix put up the seasons that they had on Netflix to view. So I started watching the show again as like an adult. And I want to say it was more, it was like three years ago because. No, it was last year. No, because there was enough of a buildup that it caused the revival. Are you sure? 2015, it was on Netflix and they were talking about it. Guaranteed. That was. It definitely came last- onto Netflix October last year. 2015. Like I remember waiting for it. I don't it. think so. You can look it up, Matt. I'm gonna double check. Like, I, I will bet money on it. Oh, oh, oh it's my getting God. serious. How All much right. money are we talking? Um, five dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I'll look it up. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll continue. And also because that's what I have in my wallet. Right we'll get now. back to y'all about that ASAP Rocky. Yeah. All okay. Right, anyway, so, um, so a lot of people were waiting for it. It's a really big like pop culture show that people loved and cherished. So. Naturally, in this era that we're living in of mm-hmm. revivals, um, <laughs> yeah. So in this era we're living in of revivals, people really wanted a Gilmore Girls revival, which is fine. Like I was really game for it, but after Fuller House came out, I was like, I don't know. I still haven't watched Fuller House. Yeah, like I feel, Matt. I think I don't. I feel know. like he, you're not gonna like it. I, it was just, okay, yeah, it know. was so cringeworthy, <laughs> but I couldn't look away. That's yeah, how I felt about that, it. That's so true. Yeah. Like, it's true. It was a train wreck, but I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. October 1st, 2014, two years ago. Called oh, well, okay. Still, that's boom. not three years ago. I said two or three years ago. Nah, you, you said, said three. three. I said two you first. Said, you no, said you didn't. I said two first. No. Yo, you can play that back. It is closer. <laughs> it is closer to three than it is to one, and you said one. So but like that. did I not say October though? She, that's, I don't know, that's man. right in the middle between what you guys said. So I think neither. I one think of neither you of us gets okay. money. We just gotta okay. <laughs> you but well, you no, fine. but you gar- straight up guaranteed me that I it was, was October so of last year because I okay because I started watching it again. And I went up to season four 
And then I stopped watching because of what happens at the end of season four, which will bring me wow. into okay. this feeling I have now. <laughs> That's a one so, word to give it. So um, Netflix did a revival. It's a four part series. It's the seasons, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall. Winter, spring, summer, And each summer, of them fall. are like a... I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's the song in the tre- teaser. <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. And then so wow. it was an hour and a half long each. And I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. Like, it'll be fine. And then I started watching it. <laughs> and I was pretty disappointed. Um, I just don't know where to start. I think I was disappointed just from the first episode because you find out pretty quickly that Rory is still a terrible person. <laughs> Still, wow. And and she has not changed. And this is where the spoilers are going to come in. So she is going off to London to go have an affair with Logan. Going when, off to London when, to have an affair. Yeah, because she's in there and then she just stays with him, even though he's engaged. And the reason that they had broken up was due to infidelity in the first place. I mean, that's not why they broke up the second time. But that was a big part of why they couldn't be together. I don't think so. No, they couldn't be together because she wasn't ready to get married. Yeah, she didn't want to get married because he was cheating on her all the time. That's and not she true. Couldn't, she didn't want to be in that kind of situation. No, she didn't want to get married because she didn't want to get married. Yeah, she wasn't no, ready. I know. But it's just like, I, I just can't stand that. And also, I started disliking Rory. I always thought she was annoying, but I started disliking <laughs> Rory when she came back from Yale and just couldn't find anyone to have sex with at Yale where there's a bunch of really good looking rich guys. So she comes back to Stars Hollow and she, who does she go to? She goes to her ex-boyfriend. Who's married, I know. Who's married. And then her justification for it is he was my boyfriend first. Are you kidding me? It's awful. It's horrible. So that- But I mean, we always knew that was a factor. I mean, that was just Rory. That was just Rory feeling like she needed- the best and like honestly i can understand the whole logan thing in the revival mostly because me too their relationship was oh that was always their relationship in a way you know like logan it made her open to the idea of an open relationship because she really wanted him and he really wanted her but neither of them wanted to be restricted to that and then eventually she really wanted to be restricted to that and he didn't but he changed for her and I think he would have changed for her if she really wanted to just be them. I think he would have totally done it. I don't think she so. was the one that got away for him. I don't know because I just I can't get over that. Like and then when she calls him again and then she's like, oh, um, can I come visit? And he's like, oh, my fiance is living with me. So you have to stay at a hotel. And she gets all like so like offended and like. Uh, so upset about that and it's like girl this is what you signed you up for into this, like this yeah. is literally what you signed up for when we're together we're together when we're not we're not that's what was upsetting like i was more upset at her than logan because like i felt like logan was the one being hurt because logan really yeah. wanted to be with her and yeah. she wouldn't okay but then why doesn't logan call it off with his other because she doesn't want that if rory wanted Even to when just she's be 32 together, years old no because if rory, she that. doesn't if she wanted to, if they really wanted to be together because i guarantee you based on the way he was acting she's the one who said well when we're together we're together when we're not we're not 
because I don't think she wanted to commit to it. Yeah, it sounds like that's the homewrecker. That's what homewreckers say. So here's the thing: he needs to be ballsy enough to say no to her. Yeah, but he can't because that's the one he always loved. Then knock off your other girl and wait around for Rory all day. I don't. I get you on that one, but I think that it was just like or date multiple people. You can sleep with multiple people without it being as horrible. But he wasn't. But he wasn't dating to someone and then not telling them that this girl is coming in or giving them the keys to your house in Maine without you know that she didn't potential wife because I almost feel like Logan's fiance knew he wasn't hiding it well I Mm. feel like that marriage wasn't a real marriage because like the way they talk about it it's clear that it was set up by both families so like it might be similar to Mitchum's marriage where he's not really happy and she's not really happy but they're married on paper and they don't stay together well which is sad but like that's that's the whole reason he's not happy that's a concept to me that is just so like why are you forcing yourself to do this sort of thing? Like you, oh, there's for me, there's always a way out. So no, I feel for you. there to be but in that family dynamic, uh, it's just so horrible. But anyway, yeah. so she's to me, I just couldn't stand how horrible of a person she was being. Oh, and she was cheating on her boyfriend too. Not Let's like not they forget were really together though. Yeah, I know, but it was like they had been together for like what two years, but like a fir- but not it's really. like it's a running yeah. joke that she forgets that she's dating him, which is still Wait, Rory had a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Who was it? But, uh, I don't know. Some Paul. Co- yeah, Paul. And then there's Did like he a ever joke. come in the show. Yeah, yeah like he's the in first there once. episode. Yeah, and there's like a, twice. There's a running joke that. He's not memorable, like to, to anybody. Anyone, so, not just her. so let me get this straight. So Rory has a boyfriend. Yes, who's a, a cop. Oh no! What did you say? No, uh, he's forgettable. He's he's like this really nice guy who's super considerate and remembers everyone, but everyone seems to forget about him. It's so and it's, sad. It's funny and it's sad, but yeah. And then so she has a boyfriend that apparently but, they've been dating for two years. So two years. That's a that's a solid yeah a time. Like time. You're in a yeah. good relationship. He seems like a decent Not a good guy. relationship. Well, though. well, you know, it's all enough that you're together for two years. No, because they never see each other. That's the thing. Like, they literally go months without seeing each other. So horrible. That's the question. And I think she really just has it so that she doesn't feel like she's just dating Logan. Because I think she doesn't want to. Really? And that's what that's what I think goes back to it. Logan, she's home wrecking Logan. <laughs> she wants to feel like she's not dating Logan and they're just together when they're together. And so she has to have somebody else to do that, right? And I don't think I think that's the only reason she stays with him, and that because she needs Logan. Like, Ugh. and it's proven that she takes advantage of Logan way too much. Like, there's a moment in like the last episode where she just automatically calls him all the time, or that's the third episode where she's just automatically calling him whenever whenever she needs help. Yeah, and that's always been a thing that I've just not uh, yeah, been hard it's, for me to process. Yeah, it's just annoying because it's like you want to act like you're really independent which she is but then she's so needy and dependent on having yeah. another person there to make her feel like Always. she's whole and it's just it's annoying to me but i don't I, know I, I think the whole reason is like a lot of people have issues with rory in this revival because she's less independent and she's less likable yeah and, and i don't think she's likable at all honestly but, but i get it though yeah and like i didn't until the fourth episode but now i kind of get it because i think the whole point was to make her that way to say she has flaws. She's an um, she's a good person. She's a person who was sweet that we all know and love. And she's still that person. But people get lost. And she was hardcore lost. And yeah. she's still lost at the end of it. But she's trying to find herself. And I think that that's where we're at. And that kind of excused it a little bit for me. Not her actions as much as like, okay, that happens. Like sometimes yeah. people that you know and love go and do things for And they her. become bad people. Yeah. yeah. And then they come back. 
You know, they either come back or they don't. Well, you know? if the purpose of the show was to get me to not like her and to see this innocent girl <laughs> to go to this like person that I couldn't stand, uh, then they did a really good job. I mean, I, I get it. But I think I think the whole point was like even somebody everyone loves, even somebody because they still loved her. Even when she's doing all this stuff, everyone in her life I was supporting know. her. I was like, what are you guys doing? But, Who but is going to be the person sense. to the tell her? The one thing that bothered me was that Lorelai didn't argue with her about it. Yeah, I know. She was just like, okay. Like when okay. she didn't tell her that she was cheating with Logan. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm a terrible person. Her mom's like, no, you're fine. No, but she al- she also says like, you're not a terrible person. People do bad things or whatever. Like she has that dialogue. That's true. But she doesn't sit her down and like she did with Dean. Well, you know, like that would have been nice if yeah. she was like, look. Like this is this. this I is understand wrong. why you're doing this and I completely get it. And it doesn't make you a bad person, but to like continue she, to she do it does. She didn't give her a come to Jesus talk. She didn't, and she, it would have been great. <laughs> like, because it sounds like she needs a come to Jesus talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell you. And I think the whole reason she didn't is because Lorelai at the time was also in like a questioning place and questioning whether or not she was the right person to do it. I mean, I get all of the circumstances, but I also think that this show has always been there are trying moments, there are emotional moments, but it was always very enjoyable to watch. And I think this. Was uh, the season was about the fact that it's not life's not always enjoyable. Like sometimes there are moments that make you yeah. dislike these people you love, and it was sad, so it was hard to watch. But I yeah. think by the end they wrapped it up enough that I was like, okay, I get it. Like this wasn't just about going home. This wasn't just a revival of Gilmore Girls. Like this was about what their stories would be. And you know what? Their stories aren't perfect. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving on to some of the more positive things that I got from the revival. Um, I loved that Luke and Lorelai were together again. I thought that was amazing. I was super happy that they ended up together. Spoiler, they get married in the fourth episode. Really and nice. it was really cute. Like I I was tearing up because I was just like, this is great. Like I've been waiting. I wish they'd showed the marriage uh, Oh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Oh, but, the wedding. I guess they showed the marriage. They didn't show the wedding. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird if you don't really understand what we're talking about. It's kind of like, you know, Lorelai does a spontaneous thing where they just decide to get married. But Which made perfect still sense. A wedding yeah. the next day for all their friends and family. But they don't show the wedding. It, like, it makes sense that they decided to elope spontaneously because that's them. Yeah. At least Lorelai, 100%. And because they they should have. Like, that should have happened. If it hadn't been yeah. for Christopher and the writers in season seven and all those yeah. things, like, things would have been fine. Yeah. Um, so that like that part made sense. Yeah. And um, another positive for me was I loved Emily Gilmore's ending. Like 10 out of 10. I yeah. L- I think they handled that character the best in the revival. I. OK. Well, ever since the beginning, Emily has always been my favorite character. She is a really dynamic. Like character. she she has her moments where she's really tough and she's really hard and she's really unreasonable. But I never thought it was coming from like a bad place. The only thing that I she did that I didn't really like was when in season five she went to Christopher and that was bad. Yeah. And then was like, you need to break up Lorelai and Luke because that was basically like a reason that they broke up. Or was the reason they broke up, and then. And, and, but I understood that because, like, in her mind and and in Richard's mind, he she wasn't he wasn't exactly. good enough for her. And it's not like Christopher's this random guy either. Mm. He's like this Rory's guy father. that's always yeah. been there. He he understands Lorelai. They obviously have feelings for each other. Um, he's very like, n- not that I'm. This is like a thing, but for Emily, obviously, he's very financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, and he's Laura. He's Rory's dad. So they would be a family together again, you know, and then um, and he already has a role in 
Rory's life as a father because I feel like that was one of Lorelai's really big things with every time she had like a really serious boyfriend is like yeah. what role is this person going to play as a father to Rory but the, but the thing though is like that Luke had always been that person and like more yeah. so than Chris so to me when em- Emily finally gets it like in this yeah. revival too like because before then she just there was just, a magical moment right before they broke up in season six where you see that Emily's supporting her and it's like beautiful and it's right before they break up. So it's sad. Right. Um, but in this, I think she realized, she finally saw that they were right together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that there was no like pushback on their relationship and, um, or very little for her anyway, because yeah. there was the whole like franchising diner thing. Oh yeah. But that was more like a Richard thing from yeah. like season five that he had done. But, um, yeah, it's sad because the actor who plays um, the grandfather died. Oh, Richard Herman. Yeah, so it was very... Or Edward um, Herman. I said Edward, his, yeah, yeah. Ri- Edward, Edward Herman, Herman played Richard. Richard Gilmore, and he died. Oh. And I thought they did it pretty well. I liked that um, Emily's... I thought they handled the death very well, yeah. Yeah, like, Emily's obviously, like, devastated. She doesn't really know what to do with herself, so she has, I think definitely the best ending i was very happy to see she sells her house buys a house in nantucket and she basically works at like a whaling museum and it's just great because you can see how much joy she gets in describing how the whale is murdered it's pretty to this like group of children who are just horrified <laughs> at her but it's i don't know i was so, so satisfied happy. and then she's like She's got this huge house and she has like her house made with all her kids. So the house is filled with this like Spanish family. But are they Spanish? I don't know. Um, it didn't seem like they were Spanish. It actually seemed like because like I think I they, were they were Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. yeah, they were at, at they were times. totally speaking Portuguese. And it made sense because she said she had people who spoke Spanish who came over. So yeah. Portuguese is slightly different. It's very hard to try to. Oh, to, I to speak get. Portuguese, yeah. So I, I'm Brazilian, man. Portuguese, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm saying it's a very big difference. Yeah, but at times they weren't speaking Portuguese, which is why I was confused. But at times they were, so I was like, "What? What are they speaking?" But whatever. And then, um, so that was a very satisfying ending. It was also nice to see other characters. I didn't think it was necessary. Like Melissa McCarthy came back as Suki for literally five minutes. Uh, story-wise though it made sense because she she had left. basically abandoned them like yeah and not on purpose and and you know what's funny is like i i'm a strong and on this revival i'm a strong supporter of having had suki in it more i think that that's attracted from the whole story and i know mm-hmm. that they put that arc in there as like suki leaves so that lorelei has to be by herself and figure out what she really wants without them influencing what she right. wants but I gotta tell you, it it, it left when she came in. It, it even without five minutes, it felt like it felt like home. Yeah, the OG. That was the straw that broke the camel's back to get me back to home. Like the yeah. whole show was Gilmore. It felt Gilmore, but that was like, it's her home. Mm-hmm. It's the inn. She is happy. This is the family, and she brought so much in that five minutes. I know. Like, I I love those uh, five minutes that she was in it. Um, I wish she'd been in it more. An appearance yeah. I didn't think was necessary was dean i was happy to learn that he had kids and his sister's dating some guy in germany great but he was in it for like two seconds Mm -hmm. and i just didn't think it was necessary why so he can have an awkward exchange with rory and then that's it like it was necessary but it didn't feel like it detracted it kind of made sense though because she's in stars hollow 
and she's in Dosi's market, and of right, course, and he's of course there. he's there. She turns around, and he's never there anymore. He lives in like Connecticut, so or, well, that's <laughs> Connecticut, but he lives in like Scranton, I think he said. Yeah, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and, right? And or, is it Pennsylvania? Yeah, it is Pennsylvania because yeah. that's from The Office, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> look at that. Uh, worlds collide, but mm-hmm. but no, like, and so like it. I was okay with it. I was much happier with the Jess cameos. Yeah, Jess um, had more of a purpose for being there. I mean, sure. Luke is getting married. He's kind of there. Um, his mom and TJ live in Stars Hollow, so of course he's going to be there sometimes. Which, why weren't they there? I don't know. If I wanted to see one cameo, like it was definitely going to be TJ's. Cause I, I, I love just, TJ. I think he's so funny. Me too. And um, But yeah, so, so Jess was in it. I liked him being in it. He kind of like does this funny thing where he like rips out Luke's Wi-Fi so all the annoying like hipsters <laughs> on their computers can leave the And you diner. know what it really was for me was that it proved we like all of us Jess fans were right about Jess. Exactly. That he was just somebody who was whip smart and like gonna be successful if he ever just figured it out. Yeah, exactly. And he did. And he did. And, he and I was it. so happy. I was always hardcore team Jess. Me too. But now... I don't really like Rory that much, so I don't think she's good enough. I don't know if for she Jess. deserves Jess. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of torn because here's the thing: we saw a year of her life. It's very easy to judge a person on a year of their life, and she was yeah. lost and not doing well, and failing at her career, and falling back on support from people that she shouldn't be falling back on, i.e., Logan, and mm-hmm. living at home. And like, th- there are just a lot of circumstances surrounding her and not being the best person. But like, she still supported her friends. She still supported Paris. She still supported Lane. Oh, like, Paris. And and like, she watched the kids and like stuff. Like, she still did things that good people do. She was just also doing things that she knew was wrong, and she yes. realized it. And so like, in the last episode. By the way, I hated the beginning of the fourth episode. Yeah. It felt like a uh, dream that wasn't a dream. So annoying. Like, and it was so why long. Why does she have to go out and do that hiking thing? Like, I get it, but like, let's focus on- Oh, I didn't on- mean Lorelai. I meant the, the Life and Death Brigade thing was like a dream sequence, oh. but ridiculously long oh and pointless. Gosh. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I did skip through that. I couldn't, I, I was having so much trouble watching it as a mm-hmm. filmmaker because I was like, this is utterly ridiculous. You're yeah, expecting me to think this is real. It kind of seemed like a clockwork orange, but not as rapey and violent. You yep. know what I mean? It, it was just like, I get you. it's that top hat running in the street feel. I just had I a problem like. with the fact that there were so many things in it that were unrealistic to be real. Yeah. It was just, and so I had trouble it watching it. It was so pointless. And it was like 15 freaking minutes. I like, know. and they also, wasted so much time on that and on the freaking Broadway musical that oh they could have been exposing the story. Gosh. Exposition. I was about to say that like, the freaking musical took so long and I was just like, oh my God, we get it. Like you guys all sing and dance. This is stars hollow. Like, Let's move on, please. Yeah. I mean, there were. Uh, let me just say, because we have to wrap up pretty Yeah, quickly. we do. But, like, let me just say, did I have problems with the revival? Yes. But I think it succeeded in what it was trying to do. It brought back the world. I think I still yeah. felt like, even with the flaws, mm-hmm. I felt like I was back in, in Stars Hollow. I didn't until Lorelai's wedding. That's when I was like, oh, this well, is I think so there were nice. times that we were pulled out. And that's because they haven't done it in 10 years, you know? And there's always yeah. going to be flaws with, like, mm-hmm. miniseries and stuff like that. But yeah, I think there were times we were pulled out of the world. But I do think that they really did a good job in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And I think that when every... And I really do believe that, like, the way they structured this, you were supposed to feel a little bit uncomfortable for a lot of it. Yeah. Until all of a sudden everything was right. 
And when everything was right, you were the happiest. And that was at mm-hmm. the end of episode four. There's a good 40 minutes of that episode that is better than the entire rest of the show mm-hmm. coming back. And it's just great scene after great scene after great scene. And then the wedding and then the ending. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that won me over because going into episode four, I do have to tell you, like I had mixed feelings. But I think it won me over in episode four. Yeah, episode four is definitely like I was happy I got that episode as closure. And then speaking of which, last four words, how do you feel? Extra spoiler. (laughs) Extra spoiler. Last four words are. I feel like they better give us a freaking second year in the life, man. Yeah, so Rory turns to her mom. She goes, mom. She goes, what? No, she goes, yeah. Yeah. And she goes, I'm pregnant. So Rory's pregnant with Logan's baby. Maybe Logan's. Oh, who else would it be? I have a theory that it's Jess's baby. No. (laughs) Because Jess. I don't want it to be The window scene. I do not want it to be Jess's. (laughs) I think it's Logan's, but I do wish it was Jess's or. I think it's going to be Jess's. I mean, no, no. I think it's going to be Logan's because Logan is going to be like Christopher. Christopher. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're saying it's the symbolism and like that's why she went to talk to Chris because she wanted to see if she should keep Logan in her life or if she should raise exactly. the baby as a single. But I, I kind of, which I understand. I just like I wish it was Jesse's because then they'd be together. But I also think it's plausible that based on the current situation, they could end up together like he, he's her Luke. Like that's literally what it is. Like he could be her Luke. Yeah. And so we'll see. Not that she necessarily deserves him right now, but she could earn him. You know, Yeah. people change. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the Gilmore Girls revival. I, out of five stars, I'd give it a three and a half. I'd give it a three. Yeah. I mean, I could go down to a three, but I think I'd yeah. give it a three and a half just because it is innately watchable, but there are a lot of flaws. Yeah. Basically. Is that uh, is that your end of your uh, yep, beautiful segment? That is completely the end. <laughs> Nothing left to say. Oh, yeah. I do think we exhausted it. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do my couple segments real fast. Let's go ahead and talk about the box office reboot or uh, roundup, if you will. Moana opened this weekend. What? Who knew? Um, <laughs> to huge numbers, $56 million for the weekend. Uh, it's at $82 million for the total gross for an animated feature. Um, uh, that's I actually solid. read somewhere that it broke box office records for a Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot cool. of them. Go Moana. Yeah. With a female lead. Hey. hey. Female lead. Go feminism. Um, Polynesian female lead. Lynn Man. Boom. Yeah, right. Diversity. Boom. Reading that, those credits made me happy. And reading all of the thank yous to the actual research they did on the culture made me even happier. Mm. Oh, it was so nice. Uh, I saw the movie, in case you're wondering. Uh, as I say, I read the credits and I thought it was really good. I'm not going to hype it for you. I'm not going to like down it for you, but I think you should see it. Uh, I'm not going to hype train, but I think it looked really beautiful. The music was good and the story was good. And I think go into it with an open mind. Of course, the music was good. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Did it. True. Uh, and if you want to know if you're like the movie or not, uh, go see it. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? Uh, number two, sticking around right up top, Fantastic Beasts and Where hey. to Find Them. Only went down 40% in the box office. That is up to $156 million total and earned $45 million this weekend. Everyone Doctor Strange. It, even if you're not a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> it is really good. It's a good standalone movie, it too. Yeah, I'm so uh, pumped for the next one. And they're scaring the crap out of How me. How many are there going to be? be- Five. They're going to be five, and they're scaring me because, well, I mean, a little bit scaring. I shouldn't uh, shouldn't overemphasize that. About what? But because they keep talking about how it's going to be a Dumbledore-Grindelwald story, (gasps) and they're not going to focus on the other people as much. I know. 
But I think that'll be good. And I think in five movies they can do that. Half of me is like, do not deny me more Newt's commander because th- Eddie was gonna amazing. He's going to be in it. They yeah. already said he'll be in the rest of them. He's going to be in all of them. But I, I'm like. But it makes sense that I'm part, at least pumped. one of them will be more focused on Grindelwald oh, and yeah. Dumbledore. That last one for sure. Yeah, right. It's going to be that one. So. so and I think there'll be a couple. Um, but we'll see. Uh, number three, as I was saying, Doctor Strange, thirteen point seven million. Everyone will uh, see that as well. <laughs> it was also really good. Top three, definitely good movies. Yeah. Uh, Allied came out, uh, twelve million uh, on that one. Opened in number four, not the best opening. It's a Paramount movie. Opened in three thousand theaters. I wouldn't say that's amazing, but not awful. It, uh, supposedly it was good. Did anyone see Allied? No, no, what was, no. It, what was it about? That's the other, um, other Paramount movie. The other Amy Adams movie, right? Is that right? I think so, with Jake Gyllenhaal. No, that's um, no, that's Nocturnal Animals. Oh, never mind. Which I'm was, so confused. That movie is so freaking well rated. Like okay. I've never seen a movie that well. Yeah, rated. which is like I'm so rooting for Amy Adams to finally get her Oscar. Between know, that and, and Arrival, Arrival was phenomenal. Which is number five this week, by yeah. the way, with 11.5 million. Phenomenal. Um, I heard I've heard it's amazing. I gotta see it. Um, but yeah, between that, she's got actress. a shot. She's a really. She good really actress. is. She's kind of like the female leo snub you yeah know? people keep saying that oh. yeah but like i wouldn't say she's that high profile yet though really uh, she's done a lot but she she's not in... leo but okay but like she's been she's so prolific what's her titanic what's her Django unchained her titanic enchanted hmm. mm. <laughs> see, see what i mean <laughs> no, i guess i just... i see where you're coming i'm not from. saying she's not a really great actress i'm not saying she hasn't been snubbed i'm saying mm. she's not leo yet give her a couple years i mean yeah but she's you could say maybe like leo beginning phase leo ask you could say her loss yeah. of Oscars but you could also Leo-esque. argue that martin scorsese has like obsessed over leo and wrote roles that were like guaranteed oscar bait for him whereas amy doesn't have a person like that well constantly. yeah but she's also not as well loved as leo so she hasn't had those movies written for her yet i don't know you can argue both ways you can say scorsese wrote for him and then he got those roles or you could say he got himself those roles i don't think she's had a role like titanic i I don't think she's had a role like django yet Mm. i really don't so we'll see you know, I'm not going to say you're yeah. wrong. I'm saying no, she's still I, I pretty young. Point. Give her some time. Yeah. I not mean, I mean, I just, any any movie that Amy Adams has been thrown into for I've me personally, I think she's killed it. I think she's been good. You know, yeah. and she's had a couple opportunities, but I don't think she's. I'm just saying. Yeah. When yeah, when yeah. Leo won that Oscar, it was like about dang time. That's true. It's not quite there yet. That's yeah. That's true. Yeah. But so yeah, number five arrival with eleven million. Uh, Trolls coming in number six. <laughs> Trolls. That money's already. Uh, the movie's already made its money back, so I guess that's fine. Wow. Uh, the mu- the music is phenomenal though. Uh, I can't listen, listen to, to that. Can't stop the feeling song one more time. <laughs> I will actually start to like dance, choke dance. myself <laughs> if it comes on. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Trolls number six. Bad Santa two came out this weekend. Uh, that's a sequel to a beloved wonderful cult classic uh comedy christmas comedy i want to see it but i'm not going to see it in theaters to be, on- be honest with you yeah uh being honest i love that movie though so i'll definitely check it out it only had like a 26 million dollar budget so it still has a chance of making some money um almost christmas number eight spot still sticking around i guess because of the holidays made another 5.6 million um that's about doubled its budget nine hacksaw ridge another 5.5 million um that's staying pretty steady Mm-hmm. Uh, in the four weeks, it's staying in the top ten. Looks like, like it might be a sleeper on that one. And then in number ten, I actually saw this movie this weekend, Edge of Seventeen, uh, two point nine million. And uh, 
It's a ready-made back. It's budget apparently. How, so, how was it? How was yeah? Really good. I've had a couple nice. of friends who've gone to see it who've also said the same thing. Quite good. It's the first like teenage awkward movie that I've ever seen that was fairly accurate to the to to, to that. To us, that's yeah. good. Yeah. There was a lot of cursing. There was a lot of real situations. It was a teenage girl, so like some of it was a little bit like <laughs> not so a relatable touch for cliche. boys. Yeah. No, I'm saying like a touch cliche. There was a, there was a lot of male stuff too, though. But okay, I don't know. It's definitely worth watching. Hundred percent. Right. Uh, um, just to cover a couple smaller movies that also opened this past weekend, Rules Don't Apply came out this weekend. That didn't quite make the top 10, $1.5 million on that. Um, that opened at 2,000 theaters though, so um. that's the one that's about, it's like the studio picture where it's got uh, like the exec and then the two young actors or whatever and then the young studio exec and he's dating her and the studio exec's dating her. It's a big mess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Was uh, that, wait... Was that with Kristen Stewart or Lily Collins? No. Lily Collins, Lily maybe? Collins? But- uh, definitely not Kristen Stewart. I think it might have okay. been Lily Collins. I think it's, um, it's like one, something like that. It sounds familiar. Right. And also, uh, uh, the limited release of Lion was this weekend from the Weinstein Company. So look out for that in a couple of weeks. That'll probably open wide. There are a lot of like short opens, like limited releases coming right. out over these couple of weeks towards the holidays because it's near Oscar season. So you're going to see a lot of movies that aren't going to have wide releases kind of slowly peeking out. But that's going to wrap up the top 10. Uh, yeah, there were some good movies. I saw a couple movies this week uh, over Thanksgiving. I saw Moana, as I talked about. Yeah. saw Edge of 17. I almost saw a third movie, but I went, man, that would just be ridiculous <laughs> to see all of these different movies. No, it's okay. I saw Doctor Strange and Fantastic Beasts two days like. I want right to see Moonlight, back. but... <laughs> Okay, yeah. I don't think it's in Gainesville anymore, and it makes me sad. It's uh, That movie's going to win an Oscar, hands down. Probably. So, so we'll see. A24, man. That's that's the one. A24 Films is killing it. That's a, with the one that we were seeing with Lily Collins, right? Yeah. Possibly? No. no? That's, that's Rules Don't Apply. Oh, okay. Okay. Moonlight's the movie. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's with it. the guy from... Um, the Luke Cage? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's with him. Okay, with yeah. With Cottonmouth. It looks mm-hmm. so good. Um, it's, I gotta tell you, if Luke Cage was about real life in Harlem, I, I, this movie looks like it's about as real as you can get. Mm-hmm. So wow. I definitely want to check it out. But I, I, I heard it was playing in Gainesville a couple weeks ago, but I tried to find it, couldn't find it. So fingers crossed, man. I don't want to have to wait till Redbox. Um, but another movie coming out that's like Oscar bait is with Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah. That's Everyone getting the most Oscar buzz I've ever seen. the one with the baby? Wait, what no. Baby? Never mind. <laughs> um, Never mind. It's the one where I think his like brother dies. It was and named. He has to take Never his mind. Kid or something. I don't know. But... It was named by uh, the greatest film of the year by the film review already. Wow. So, so we'll see. Yeah. So we'll look out for that one. Uh, and then that wraps me into my last segment. What's my last segment, fellas? Well, ladies. Uh, Matt's thoughts. Matt's thoughts. I mean, that's all I get. All right. Well, Nico's not yeah, here to Nico's do like here. the cool voiceover, so Matt's thoughts. Yeah, did my own theme song this week. There you go. All right, uh, it's super short this week. Super short. Uh, my super short show. Anyway, mm. uh, that was, that a was shout out. such a. <laughs> I feels. remember that. Yeah, <laughs> childhood. Yeah. I've only got two thoughts this week. One of them is Erica's thought, and one of them is Matt's thought. Uh, I could give you more, but to be honest with you, we're running long. And also, I didn't prep that much for this segment. Uh, Millennials the Musical was released oh, on yeah. YouTube. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's Did not, but hilarious. heard about it. It's 15 minutes. 
Um, but it's it's the brainchild of Dwayne Johnson and Lin Manuel Miranda, um, and they released it as if it's like a real musical on YouTube, and it's hilarious and satirical. I think the two of them like became best friends oh, during yeah. Moana, and that makes me really happy for some Doesn't reason. Because when you look at them next to each other, you're just like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, but the, the the full musical is available on YouTube. It's 15 minutes long. It has an intro from both of them, as if like, and it's in the style of like. When you see those filmmakers in the movie who go, hey, thanks for coming out to see this. With like a poster <laughs> in the back. It's like that. And it's wonderful. The music and dancing, though, like it was legit. Like the dancers in the in the staging, in like the just, theater. Probably just hit up his Hamilton people and were like, hey, guys, you want to help me with this real quick? Like, I feel like he probably asked the ensemble for sure. But yeah. like it was in a real theater with real lights. Like it was crazy. Wow. It's basically an actual show, but it's satirical and a joke. And very funny. I watched about half. I didn't have time to finish the whole thing. But it's so funny. And I would definitely go check it out. It's on YouTube, or you can just go on EW.com, Entertainment Weekly. They had it on there as long as well as a, like a blurb from uh, Lynn. And then last thought, Erica's thought, Taylor Swift teams up with AT&T for Taylor Swift Now. Yes, this is real. <laughs> um, <laughs> promises never before seen video and new content. It's a multi-year, multi-faceted deal. So there are going to be concerts involved, and there are going to be new videos, stuff like that, exclusives, updates. It's also uh, with DirecTV, apparently. Oh, so great. It's very interesting. I don't have to worry about trying to see that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, I'm not a huge T-Swizz fan. I'm kind of like 50-50. Uh, I like some of her hits. I think her as a person, she's kind of cool, but I'm just not the huge fan of her art. Um, but yeah, she the first thing she's going to be doing as a part of it is uh, some of the videos, but she's also going to have a performance uh, the Saturday night before the Super Bowl. Ooh. As a part of it, that uh, I believe was nice. it said something about maybe a live stream. I don't know. They're not giving too many details, but the fact that it's called Taylor Swift now makes me laugh. <laughs> so that's my Erica thought, and that's gonna wrap up this week, this edition of Art Things Considered, where we consider art. My name is Matthew Slaza. Um, Isabella Pico, and I'm Sabrina Brago. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's no Nico. <laughs> we'll be back with you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll have a Nico in the chair. Have a great week. Bye.